Hello, this is Nicole, the editor and producer of the We Cruder podcast. I'm quickly jumping in to let our audience know that we will be posting pre-recorded podcasts for the next few weeks due to the current state of emergency. All of our employees, including myself, are home self-quarantining. On behalf of all of us at WeCruiter, we hope that everyone is staying safe and healthy during this crazy time in our lives, and we cannot wait to come back and make new content for you all in the future. Hey, this is uh, Jack Kelly with WeCruiter Podcast, and all right, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna think I'm a little a little crazy, a little nuts, a little weird with, with this one, but just just hang with me. So I grew up in a place called Canarsie, Brooklyn, which is uh, how can I put this politely? Kind of a place. <laughs> Nicole, we gonna have to beep that out, I guess. Or, yeah, we'll see. All, right, all right. So, what I mean by that now, it was, it was a, it, it was a kind of a, I guess, in, in in polite terms, kind of a lower socioeconomic neighborhood, uh, very working class, if you will. And uh, so, so, so the reason I bring that up because if I had this conversation back then, I'd probably be beat up because people wouldn't get it. So, when you're going for an interview, it was a very interesting segue. When you're going for an interview. A big part is your mental and emotional outlook on things. Now, of course, you know, you want to have a great resume. You want to have the right background. You, have, you want to have all the, you know, right experiences. But you can have the best experience, the most appropriate experiences. You could be the smartest person. But if you don't go into that interview with the right headset, with the right mindset, you know, probably may not work. In fact, if you don't have it, the odds are it won't work. Whereas if you're competing against somebody who may not possess the same academic background, who doesn't have the same skills and experience and all that, but they possess that strong mental, emotional outlook and they exude that confidence, they'll nail it. They'll get it before someone who's, you know, on paper, better candidate. So, Here's what you need to do. Here's how to get it. And this is this is where I go back, where it's kind of kind of gets, you know, some people kind of think this is kind of a little new agey and and not a very new agey person, but I'm a very practical person and someone who looks to see any kind of way that you can get an advantage and do well, take advantage, you know, to do it. So before you go into the interview, you gotta kind of take a deep breath. There's me taking a deep breath. So take a deep breath and you have to block out all the negativity in your head. And don't pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. You all know what I'm talking about. Everybody has this negative loop that runs in their head that is always critical, negative, always thinking the bad things, always looking at the problems, and it's just constantly running through it. What and this is not easy to do, but you have to stop that because that's going to hold you back. Not only do you have to stop that internal voice, that internal self-critical voice, you have to turn it around in your favor. You have to start thinking of everything that you're good at. What I would suggest you do is you actually write down, you're going for an interview, why you are so awesome for that job what skills you possess, maybe what classes you took in school, what experiences you have, what jobs you've held. You put it together in kind of an elevator pitch where you could kind of, where you could sell yourself 
and on why you're so great, why you're so awesome, and why you're the best for the job. But the key is really is you want to feel it on the inside. You don't want to just say it. You want to believe it. And this is something called like self-talk. You want to self-talk yourself about, hey, I, you know, I can get this job because I have A, B, C, D, and E, and those are perfect for this job, and I have that, and I could do it, and I could get this job because I possess all those skills and all those attributes, you know, and I'm a good person, I'm a smart person, I'm motivated. So everybody's different, every job is different. So your kind of criteria is going to be different than someone else's, but you want to, you want to stop with those negative thoughts and replace them slowly with positive thoughts about why you're good, why you'd be the greatest candidate for this job, what you offer the company, why you're going to be the best pick. Once you start doing it again and again and again, it seeps in. And it's not just once. You constantly got to keep feeding that. You got to keep putting that loop in your head why you're good, why you're great, why you're going to succeed. Telling yourself, I am going to succeed. I am going to do well. I am going to get this job. I am the best person for this job. I deserve this job. You know, why should someone else get this job when I'm a better person, I'm a better fit? You know, however you want to put it together, you want to keep replaying it in your mind till you believe it. It's almost like you indoctrinate yourself. You talk yourself into really believing it. And then on top, you want to visualize it. You want to close your eyes and you want to visualize, I'm at that interview and it just flows. I'm doing well. The hire manager loves me. Everyone interviewing loves me. I could picture myself being hired, sitting in that office, being in that building, being part of it. You kind of want to visualize yourself. There's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be sitting in that office, in that chair, having the job that I've always wanted, getting the money I want, you know, because I feel confident if I'm going to negotiate and I deserve that kind of money, and it's going to come to me. So it's the self-talk. It's the visualization. It's the shutting out all that noise in your head that's blocking you from it. So you really have to kind of change your whole way of thinking it. The other part is this. The other part is practical, and, and the two blend in together. The more you practice, just like in sports or any other endeavor, the more you practice, the better you get, the more confident you get, and that helps immeasurably. In this instance, the practice is going through your elevator pitch again and again and again and again. Now, you don't want to get it to the sense that it sounds like you're a robot doing it. You want to sound real. Like, for instance, you know, I don't, you know, I mentioned my other podcast. I don't write all this out. I kind of have some notes and I go for it because I, I want to sound real. I want to be honest. I want to be transparent when I talk. You know, on a podcast, just like I, I would be talking to you one-on-one. Same thing when you go for that interview and you do that elevator pitch. You don't want to be, I do this. I did this and then I did that and I did the other thing and this is why I'm good because if you do it too much it's going to be a robot but you want to do it enough where it sounds real it sounds authentic it sounds believable so you want to keep going with it and it could be a little rough it doesn't have to be perfect in fact if it's too perfect it sounds too rehearsed so you want to go through all that then you really want to find out who are the people I'm interviewing with so you got to check them out online you know, look on LinkedIn, Google them, go on Facebook, and really get a sense of who the people you're going to interview with because the more you know them, the more you're going to feel comfortable. And then maybe you're going to find some connections with them. Went to the same school, maybe know the same people. You want to research the hell out of the company. You want to know everything about the company. 
So this way, when you go in, you know how well they're doing or not well they're doing. You know if the CEO left or there's a new CEO. You want to know if there's any funky stuff going on or everything is great. You want to know if they opened up a new division or closed a division. So anything that's material, you want to bring that to the table. Because the more you know about it, the more confident, the more comfortable you be. The same thing holds true with your, your resume. You know, a lot of times people, they have it, but when it, the interview has it in front of them, they start asking you about it, you kind of don't have stories to tell about it. You don't have an anecdote to tell. You don't have some color on it. So you want to go through, it sounds like obvious, but I'll tell you how many people don't do it. You want to go through that resume again and again and again and again so you know everything. You have a few questions. You have answers to it. You have little anecdotes. If they say, tell me an example of what you did in this job, you have to do You have that. So let, let, let me just kind of regroup because I know I'm throwing a lot of different stuff at you. To go into the interview, this is no one else talks about. You know, everyone else talks about, go in, have a firm handshake, you know, bring five copies of the resume and you're going to nail it. That's just bullshit. That's just kind of, it's, it's just, it's bogus. It's more to it. You have to have that mental and emotional outlook that you can do the job. It's replacing all that negative thought that crowds out your mind and distracts you. Replacing it with positive mantras, positive affirmations about yourself, what makes you good, what makes you better than the competition. You want to go through your resume so you could just answer any question they get and you just have everything at your disposal. You want to visualize sitting in that office and what it's going to feel like and, what, and how you're going to you know, be so happy there. You want to research the interviewers. You want to research the company so that you feel comfortable. You're not afraid of any questions they're going to ask you because you're going to already know the answers. So you'll build up that confidence. As you're going into the interview, you want to remember, hey, I deserve this job. I'm the best person for this job. If someone's going to get it, it should be me because I have this experience and that experience that's relevant, that makes sense, and I should get that job. So put that all together, and you're going to be unstoppable. And I know it sounds a little, you know, new agey, I guess. I don't know what to call it, but it works. It works. You know, this stuff is, is tried, true, tested, you know, and, and next time you're going for that interview, even if you don't agree with me, even if you believe it, try it, and you'll see the difference. Most people become so jaded and are, are scared to try different things and, you know, hey, I'm just going to go there and I'm great at what I do in my job, so they should hire me. It doesn't work that way. You need everything at your disposal. And, and, and changing your mindset, deploying these self-affirmations, visualizing being at the place, they can make all the difference. I know you're not going to walk away from this podcast. And, yep, I'm going to do it. That's perfect. Let it sink in. Do your own homework on it. Try it. Practice. This is going to go. This will be helpful in your own, own life, too. So give it a shot. Just trust me. Try it. And then, and then please let me know how it goes. This is Jack Kelly with Recruiter Podcast. Thank you so much for listening.